the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Six minutes after six in the morning. If you don't have to go out, do not. The roads are treacherous. The weather, uh, though it will improve today, is still going to be very bitterly cold. And the roads are not going to improve all that much during today. Uh, I'm seeing that we're going to have sunshine tomorrow. So I would say we'll get a little bit of improvement tomorrow on the major highways. Side highways all over Arkansas are going to be a mess probably until close to Monday, I would think. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, forecast, and on on Sunday right now it's saying that we're going to uh, have a temperature that should start uh, thawing a lot of this stuff that uh, we've been hit with uh, uh, over the last uh, a few days. Friday, the high will be 33 degrees, but the sun will be out, and that will be a, a godsend. By the time we get to... Uh, the weekend will get 36, 40 degrees. By Tuesday, they're saying 57, almost 60 degrees uh, on Tuesday. And by next Thursday, a week from today, they're saying the high temperature will be 61 degrees. And everything's going to be a, a really bad nightmare, and it's going to be good to to uh, get the snow out of here. So I hope all of you who are saying, we need one snow uh, here in Arkansas so that we had a winter are happy now. I really do. I, I hope that you that you got your fill of snow now for another 365 days. And to be honest, I could go without a snow like this again here in Arkansas for many, many um, months after that, just to be honest with you. I grew up with this stuff. So, no, I'm not I'm, – I'm not uh, – one of those uh, lovers of the white stuff. All right, J.R. Davis from the Gilmore Group is uh, with us, and Seth Mays, who's with the Arkansas GOP, is with us today. I, I did want to say that it's good to have you guys here by phone. Uh, modern technology is good. We we can all sit at our houses and converse and, and do the show. J.R., where are you sitting in your house? I am sitting on a couch in the living room, covered up with a blanket because it's freezing. So, uh, do you have do you have power? Oh, we've, I've got power. It's oh, just, okay, you know, good. This, this little house was, uh, you know, never uh, meant to be in this weather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we were without power on. Uh, I guess it was Tuesday. 
uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, the power had gone off at 4. It didn't come back on until 2. And when it came back on, the temperature in my house was uh, 50 degrees. So it was, uh, it was cool here at the Ellswick Homestead on that day. Well, uh, guys, we're going to talk about an icon today. Uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away yesterday at 70 years old. And I want to play this clip for you, and then we're going to come back and talk to him. Here's Rush. Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. In recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. the First Lady of the United States to present you with the honor, please. president's uh, state of the union address and every one of those people who were applauding that was well deserved by Rush Limbaugh Uh, people do not realize that weren't around when Rush came what it was like in radio Uh, Reagan was just finishing up uh, when Rush hit the scene. And the reason Rush 
even got on the radio is because Republicans got rid of a piece of disgusting uh, legislation called the Fairness Doctrine. And what the Fairness Doctrine said was that if you were on radio, okay, now we're talking radio basically was, uh, you know, the, the medium uh, that was targeted by this. Uh, if you gave your opinion, you had to give the other side of that opinion as well. It was a way to keep conservatives from talking about what they believed in. And in 1989, uh, they got rid of it. And a few months later, uh, after it was dismantled, a talk show host uh, at that time in Sacramento, California, began saying what he believed about America. And the rest is history. 33 years, basically, Rush was out talking about conservatism. Uh, I got lucky enough that I was at CPAC in 2009, and I got to hear him speak. I had followed him uh, since he had first started. The reason I got it to talk radio and was allowed to get on the radio in Indianapolis when I did was because of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I was on an AM station, uh, station, WIBC, which has moved over to an FM signal now, and, uh, and was able to start talking about conservatism uh, in Indiana. Uh, three years after I went on the air, uh, the Republican Party that has shown some signs of life uh, and conservatism itself in Indiana had a majority in the state Senate and a majority in the state House. They still had a, uh, a state governor who was a Democrat, Evan Bayh. And I, I'll remember that for a long, long time. When I came here, uh, I was on an AM radio station. Rush saved AM radio. AM radio was dead. Uh, it had been the powerhouse for many, many years, but now it was basically dead. But with talk radio, it was reinvigorated and had gotten, uh, gotten going. And when I uh, came on uh, at another radio station here in uh, Little Rock, uh, there were three Republicans in the House, maybe four, and one so-called Republican uh, in the uh, Senate. That was Senator Gilbert Baker. And uh, now we look at where we're at, and that is all just a bad dream in our, our collective uh, nightmares. Uh, we now are with a large, large, large uh you know, majority, House and Senate. Senate, all the constitutional offices are Republican. And for those who people who think that Republicans and Democrats, there is no difference how wrong you are. You're just wrong. 
Uh, have the Republicans floated a little bit to the left in, in some cases? Yes. But uh, when it comes to gun rights and things of that nature, uh, there's a big, big difference in life. There's a big, big difference with, with the conservatives that are in our House and our Senate at this time and in our constitutional offices. We're going to talk to Jr. We're going to talk to Seth about that. I got the phone number here at 823-0965, 823-0965. If you want to call in and talk about Rush and how what Rush meant to you, uh, we're available to you today. Kind of a get-together and remembering Rush here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get a break in. we got more coming your way in just a moment. Hey, 21 minutes after 6, it is uh, cold outside here in Cabot. It's 12 degrees. Wind chill is at, at about 3 degrees. So uh, if you got, by some chance, got to go outside, bundle up because it is very, very chilly outside. St. Clarity uh, Residential Cleaning. Uh, make sure you call 404-6560 after 9 o'clock by yourself. One of the certificates that we have to their company, uh, we will get you 50% off getting your house cleaned. This is a great deal. I've been working with St. Clarity Residential Cleaning now for a couple of months. They do a fantastic job, and they've worked out this deal with us that if you have a, a house that's up to 1,500 square foot, typically it costs $200 to get it deep cleaned, and I mean deep cleaned. Uh, and uh, if it's 1500 to 2500 uh, it's going to cost you $300 to get it deep clean. But, but, this special deal that we have with them here at 1011, the answer is that you only pay 50% of that. That means uh, for 1500 square foot, it's $100. Uh, for 2500 square foot, it's $150. It's a great savings for a great opportunity to get your house cleaned very, very good. I mean, better than I know I do when I'm cleaning around the house. I hate the dust. Uh, I'm going to have them in here in a couple of weeks, and uh, they'll take all the books off and dust all the shelves down and use the end dust and everything. I'm looking forward to it. So St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. They can do a fantastic job for you. Call 404-6560 and buy your uh, certificate today. All right, back with you. We're talking about the uh, passing of Rush Limbaugh. He died yesterday. He was 70 years old. Uh, He got started on radio in his very late 30s. Now, talk radio. He, He started talk radio as we know it today he is the man who started it and he opened the doors for countless others i'm one of those people uh that he opened as well wibc in indianapolis wanted somebody late uh in the afternoons that could come on and and could talk about uh you know conservatism and that's what i did and uh and it, and it worked. It worked well. People needed to hear people on the air that thought like they did. And J.R. Davis is here from the Gilmore Group. Seth Mays is here from the Arkansas GOP. Let's start with J.R. Uh, J.R., 
your thoughts on on Rush Limbaugh, because both of you probably are Rush babies, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll just turn it over to you first, Jr. and your thoughts on Rush Limbaugh. Well, I think it was uh, uh, not a surprise. You know, we've been uh, dealing with uh, lung cancer for some time. Um, But in some ways, I think it was sort of a shock to the system to see it, you know, scroll across the screen in my phone yesterday that he had passed away because, you know, Dave, you're right. His his voice was uh, so big and influential, uh, you know, across the country, but really in Republican politics. And you're right. You know, I am. I was born in 1985. Um, uh, I know that, you know, politics really towards the end of Reagan's administration uh, started to change. Uh, you know, to, to something that we had never really seen before uh, in our country's history, as far as, you know, that, that more partisan strain um, and, you know, the Newt Gingrich versus the Bill Clinton um, and sort of that, uh, the, the culmination of those two careers, and especially what took place in the 90s. And Rush Limbaugh was every bit a part of that um, yep. and and was revered that way. And, and so... Uh, you know, it's it's sort of strange, and I don't know if you want to say, you know, poetic in some ways, but but the man who helped really start uh, the Republican Party as we know it today, um, you know, passed away shortly after the ascendance of Donald Trump to the White House, and so um, he had a an incredibly long and successful career in radio and not many people on the left or the right can say that they had the, they had the ability to influence policy and debate in a way that rush did over the last 30 years. So it's a, it's a big loss for, um, you know, I think for, for that brand of Republican politics um, and, uh, and it's hard to replace somebody. And look, we've talked about Ben Shapiro and some of these other talents, but I mean, there will never be another rush. He just between the um, his intelligence and his way to break down uh, complex issues into a simple phrase uh, that people can really get on board with and understand it. Uh, his voice. I mean, just so much of it was iconic. There will never be another. Um, but he certainly paved the pathway forward. Uh, for, um, as you mentioned, you know, the Dave Ellswicks of the world, and, you know, like Sean Hannity's and, and all the others who, who, who saw uh, Rush as a, as a uh, kind of mentor, if you will, uh, in, in radio. And, and so, again, there won't be another, but he paved the path for, uh, for others to at least try. All right. Seth, we've got about uh, two and a half minutes. Go. Sure. No, I completely agreed with everything Jr. just said there. I was not a Rush baby in the traditional sense, but as you know, Dave, when I was at the Republican National Committee, I worked in radio there. And as I always tell people back home, I worked with the Dave Ellswicks around the country, all the talk radio folks, you know, from Phoenix to L.A. and in Denver, you know, all over the place. And um, and without Rush Limbaugh, a lot of that just isn't possible. And particularly picking up on a point that J.R. made and and what Rush did in particular for our party and emboldening people to say 
how they felt and what they believed and to not be fearful of doing that. One of the most pivotal moments for me growing up, the 2012 GOP primary debates, I was in high school, so I wasn't eligible to vote, but I was paying attention. And there's a particular debate where Newt Gingrich goes off on John King in a CNN debate, John King being the moderator. And the way in which he went after and called out the bias in the questioning from CNN is just not something that's possible. And when you look at Gingrich, you're looking at somebody who, though in 2012, wasn't in office. When you look at when he was in office as somebody that was definitely influenced by Rush. And many people were, Dave, as you mentioned, and and Sean Hannity, and Dave, your former colleague, Mike Pence, somebody that was influenced uh, by Rush Limbaugh. It's really hard to measure the impact he had, and I suspect uh, in the future we'll be doing a lot of that measuring, folks that were impacted by Rush. Yeah, and I think that you're exactly right. All right, we've got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then when we come back, phone lines are open to you as you're listening. What did Rush mean to you? I mean, it's a, it's a major, major loss. There will never be another Rush because Rush was the first. If you're the first, there can never be another one like you, even though you got Ben Shapiro's and you got Sean Hannity's and you got Mark Levin's. we got great talk show hosts now. Uh, but they are not Rush Limbaugh, nor will they ever be Rush Limbaugh. We'll take a break, then we'll come back. We'll talk further here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, 25 minutes till 7 o'clock on a Thursday morning. J.R. Davis is here sitting on his couch with a blanket over his uh, legs because it's chilly in his house. And then uh, Seth Mays is out towards, uh, kind of out towards Mina and uh, snowed in there. And so we're all together here on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, and we're talking about the passing of, uh, of Rush Limbaugh. And I, I want to be clear that there are great talk show hosts out there today. Sean is a good one. Levin's a good one. I, I believe that uh, uh, the guy that's coming in from uh, uh, – the, uh, the the America group uh, that's that's out there now uh, I can't think of his name his full name for me right now uh, is a young guy he's in his early 30s I think that he's going to be a, a, a player uh, as far as that goes used to have him on my show at CPAC all the time when he was just getting started yeah you guys can you guys help me help me out uh, Charlie um, what was his name Charlie Kirkman is that it right? Oh, yeah, with Turning Point, Kirk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's he's really good. I really, really like him a lot. And he, he, talks, he talks to younger people, which I think is really, really important now uh, because academia has been talking to him for so long now uh, that they've got him pretty well brainwashed. If, there, if ever there was supposed to be a fairness doctrine somewhere, it should be in academia. Uh, not just getting one side of the story, uh, as a lot of academia is now. Uh, not that you can't talk uh, about, uh, you know, the left and left views, but it shouldn't be the only thing that's talked about uh, in academia. So I would like to see that uh, change. What was interesting about when they got rid of the uh, fairness doctrine is that they said that, uh, you know, both sides would be able to uh, to talk about what they believe. 
Uh, here's the interesting thing about, and this is why I always say America, uh, if you want to say center something, center right for sure, America. Because when you look for liberal talk show hosts on radio, there aren't any for the most part. Uh, you know, Radio America, which was a, a left-leaning uh, talk uh, company, uh, basically is out of out of business now. Uh, they couldn't garner the uh, the listenership. People who listened to radio and wanted to hear uh, political talk uh, were center right, and they love listening to Rush Limbaugh, and that's all, and that's always good. I mean, I've talked to people about this before, and I've told them, hey, look, I've been a program director as well as just a talk show host and have tried to put on people uh, at times uh, just to stir it up a little bit that had a more, uh, you know, liberal viewpoint, and they just don't stay. They, they just can't carry carry the weight now there's some ones that talk to the right as well that just can't stay either they can't carry the weight because they don't do it in a i think a a really entertaining way uh and and that's always a problem as well Uh, you know conservatism what rush did is that he could talk about conservative thought and break it down for you so that you could really really understand stand it because I'm going to be honest, there's times uh, that I get on the show and uh, I'll have a Rob Nadelson on and uh, he'll talk about the, uh, the Constitution and uh, why the left has got it wrong. And uh, people have a hard time following him because they haven't even read the Constitution. They haven't even read a book about the Constitution. And so he takes them into the weeds a little bit, and sometimes uh, that makes it difficult for them. But it's important that they hear all of that. It's important that they have that foundation. Uh, It's important that even the people on the right who are trying to get things done understand that what they're doing has to be steeped into into the Constitution and into into the law. Uh, We don't want to become like the left. Uh, the left does whatever they're going to do and, you know, and damn the consequences of whether they're following the Constitution or not. We want to follow the Constitution. That is the founding document of this country, and we must stay true to it. We just have to. And if that means we lose some battles because people aren't willing to take the time to learn about it, then so be it. But we've got to continue, I think, to talk the truth. Uh, to people who are listening uh, out in in radio land, so to speak. So Rush was able to do that, and he did it in an, enter- in an entertaining way. One of the greatest, I mean, the whole feminazi thing, uh, the whole thing about uh, they, he would talk about abortion, and, and uh, early on in his career he would play the sound effect of a vacuum cleaner. Uh, things of that nature got people's attention. It really really did and uh, it was done in an entertaining and in a way that kind of threw it up in people's faces and and they responded to it yeah you said you wanted to ask me a question seth go ahead i do have something for you i I think it's very interesting and i really only think somebody in your position in your circumstance would be able to answer this as we look 
obviously the contributions of Rush to the conservative movement and to radio the format are undeniable, really. Uh, I mentioned when I was at the RNC, at the end of 2019 into 2020, the change of the new year, I probably lost five or six local radio hosts across the country. Some of those were personal decisions, but most of them um, were just folks that were going to get cut by corporate and replaced Uh with a national syndicate, not necessarily even Rush. And so I sort of one of my concerns is in five to 10 years, this this format of national syndicates are going to start squeezing out some of our uh, local folks. And Rush was the person, obviously, who who really made that national syndicated voice uh, so important. And I think there is an importance in that. But it's not as though a Dan Bongino or Ben Shapiro is going to talk about what the Pulaski County Quorum Court is doing or the Election Commission here. The real local stuff that, aside from your show, you're not going to get an in-depth conversation about. So I'm curious from your standpoint, what do you think that impact about national syndicates was great, no doubt, for decades. But what about five to ten years from now? Where do you think we're going to be at in talk radio? You don't have to wait five, ten years. It's already begun. It's already happened. Uh, Used to be uh, you had uh, a ton of of local hosts that were on uh, local radio because radio was local. It was about where the radio station was located at. And then, uh, you know, companies started snatching up uh, radio stations. People like uh, iHeart used to be Clear Channel. Uh, you got Cumulus. Citadel did it before Cumulus did. Uh, you've got uh, CBS. Uh, they're they're basically out of it now. They've sold out to other companies. Uh, 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 businesses, but there's there you know Salem who owns this station, uh, of course, is a national player as well, and yes, I I do worry about that. I I look at it uh, here, for instance, here in in Little Rock, uh, we have several local hosts, but what bothers me with the local hosts in many instances is that they don't pay attention to what's going on locally. Uh, they talk about national issues uh, all the time, and I look at that as missing a, a big, big opportunity. Um, for instance, my show, we, we'll talk a local issue more than a national issue, except when national really takes over the spotlight, like in a presidential election. Uh, you're going to hear a lot from uh, from me about you know the candidates and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, right now, for instance, I'm zeroing in on uh, the gubernatorial run coming up uh, next year. I'm looking at uh, the constitutional offices. I'm looking at what the the local uh, uh, people in the state legislature are doing and in the quorum courts and in the city governments. And I try to bring that out for everybody. That, to me, is the most important part of talk radio because nobody else is talking about what's going on locally unless it's the local talk show host. He should know what's going on or he or she should know what's going on and should be talking about it and keeping people up to date on it. And uh, we've tried to do that here on my show on a consistent and vigorous schedule. And uh, we've made some differences here. 
by keeping people informed, and, and that's important. Do, what do I see for the future? You know, I think that a lot of the really big, big boys uh, are going to have a hard time staying in business because talk radio, uh, I want to get into the weeds just a moment here, uh, is that the national advertisers uh, shy away from uh, talk radio because of the uh, opinions expressed. I mean, na- a lot of national advertisers did not advertise on Rush. In fact, said they didn't want to be on Rush. And so uh, uh, what happened is that sales staffs that are good went out and got uh, the uh, advertisers locally to do this. And that's what's so important about local businesses supporting their local conservative talk show hosts and things of that nature. Because uh, unless they do that, they'll lose them and they'll never get them back. It's just the way it is. So uh, that's my my look at it uh, for you, Seth. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and JR, you got a question for me? I'll answer your questions. If people have a, something they want to say about Rush, 8230965, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You can call in. I'm going to talk about David Lucas for a moment. Uh, David has uh, uh, been a really uh, good advertiser uh, with us for many, many years. David used to be a member of my power panel here on uh on the Dave Ellswick show, and then he got so busy, busy doing his business, and he knows more about uh, economics and about retirement and taxes than I know in my whole body. And in his little fingernail, man, this dude is is locked on and locked in, and he can help you. And uh, he came to me and said, "Look, I'm trying to grow my business. Can you help me?" I said, "Of course I can. I always can help you do that." And so we got involved together, and he's been with me now for well over a decade but uh, if you'll get a hold of david lucas at davidlucasfinancial.com he'll be happy uh to get you a brochure about retirement uh my my main point to make about retirement is you want to make sure your money outlives you you don't want to outlive your money you don't want to be trying to make a go of it at, uh, you know, 80 years old and you don't have any money in the bank. So get with David. Let him show you how to do that, how to make sure that money is there for you. And uh, you got to have a little discipline, but he'll tell you about what kind of discipline and and uh, responsibility you've got to have to put that money away. That's davidlucasfinancial.com. Ask for that brochure today. You know, that's a great spot. i got to give my company credit when credit is due. Uh, that's a great spot, and that is radio will still be the place for conservatives to come and for conservatives to come to get their voices out because you know and I don't know, Facebook not uh, – going to help us any as far as making sure we get on the air twitter isn't and all the rest of them are are trying to shut us down uh radio is going to be the place that you can come uh to do that i mean it, it's even getting to be a, a problem uh that you, you you can't get on uh um your own it's going to be a problem with podcasts and stuff i expect that we'll see apple 
and iTunes and some of the others start going out and cutting some of these podcasts that have uh, stuff that they don't like. I really do. They're they're uh, deep cleaning, so to speak. All right, Jr. Let, let's talk to you a little bit uh, here. Uh, Rush did something that I don't think any other talk show host is ever going to be able to do now because uh, of where we're where we're at in the party, and that is Colise bring in everybody in the party to push in a in a coordinated same way. Uh, and uh, a good example of that is during the push for um, you know national health care under the Clinton administration. I mean, uh, I, I, if you're a Rush person, then you remember the uh, the whole song that was put together. And parody songs have such power. But the one that was the womb to the tomb uh, that Rush would play. And, uh, and he was right. Uh, the government, uh, the left, wanted to take control of your life from the womb to the tomb. And uh, that resonated with people. And uh, they were able, and then they had those great commercials on television of the couple talking about health care. And they were able to defeat Hillary Clinton and her uh, single-payer system that she wanted uh, back in the 90s. I mean, I can name other issues as well that Rush had a major impact on. So uh, your thoughts on that. And in effect, let's talk about also local talk and the impact that it has on local politics as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just talking about, again, the um, uh, the sort of power and, you know, I guess for I guess this is the right word, really, authority uh, that Rush Limbaugh had just um, in having this nationally syndicated program where he just got on there and spoke three hours a day and would basically champion a lot of uh, conservative ideas, but not just that, but sell conservative ideas to sort of your normal, everyday, average Republicans who didn't quite understand what was happening at the federal level at that time. He put it into a package that was easy to digest and understand. Um, and, and look, I mean, in nineteen, you know, in, in December of nineteen ninety four, uh, after Republicans took back Congress and, and Gingrich became Speaker, uh, you know, the caucus brought him in and made him an honorary member of their class. Uh, that's a big deal. That was a big deal yeah. then. It's a big deal now for that to happen. Um, and so it just showed that they saw him as a leader of that movement, that contract with America. Everything had been leading to that moment uh, for Republicans at that time. And, and they saw Rush as, as one of their fearless leaders, the guy who could help message to the masses. And so, you know, I, I think that he uh, uh, his ability to sway and direct uh, the conversation is unlike anything that I have seen, you know, outside of a, I mean, truly outside of a, 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 you know, president of the United States or someone in his cabinet, uh, that, that Rush has been able to do that, uh, had been able to do that was, is, yeah, pretty, pretty impressive. Now, what do you, what do you think about, uh, 
uh, about local. Uh, do you think that talk radio locally has that type of effect at times? Yeah, I, I do. Absolutely. I mean, look, when I was with Governor Hutchinson, I mean, we, you know, I had staff uh, listening to local uh, morning radio shows and and your show and other conservative outlets just to know what was being discussed and what were some of the big issues. Um, you know, maybe there were things that we weren't thinking of that were being discussed. And, uh, and I know that the governor listened <clears throat> to... Uh, different radio programs as well. And so, I mean, it is a big deal. I think locally for sure, uh, not just the governor, but legislators, they care yeah. about what is being discussed on local radio. It does have a, uh, you know, it, it certainly has an effect on, I think, the, what they believe um, and how they vote uh, and, and that sort of thing for sure. And look, Dave, you know this better than anybody else. I mean, you've had, You've had a lot of legislators on your shows over the year, uh, over the years, and um, you know I think that it's it's a platform for one for them to be able to talk about what they uh, believe in and then sort of sell uh, uh, the public on. But it's also a way that that's uh, you know it, it serves as accountability as well, um, and and that you can hold. Uh, leaders feet to the fire and so again i think it i think it certainly has just as big of an effect locally as it does nationally for some of these nationally syndicated programs um people still listen people still care and it uh it, it makes a difference yeah i i just hope that as people listen to my show my overriding concern right now and i talk about it on the air quite often is that we have got to come together we have got to come together and uh, many times the, the factions uh, that are out there uh, are throwing out the baby with the baby with the bathwater because it's their way or no way and that I think is a is is the road to destruction to be honest with you I mean a good example is the way things went about the stand your ground legislation just because somebody doesn't like exactly the wording in it, they're willing to try to kill the bill, and and that's a you know it's a it's a conservative group that's trying to do it, and I'm one of those guys that you know I'm a Woody Hayes kind of guy. I believe that you go ten yards in a cloud of dust at times. You can't be you know Dan Marino and just winging the ball down the field all the time. And uh, I think some people maybe are slowly learning that a lot slower than I'd like them to. All right, let's uh, get on the, uh, the way for you guys. You, you want to get on with your life, I'll let you do that. My thanks to you, Jr., for coming on. You too, Seth. You guys stay warm and stay off the roads, okay? Thanks, Thank Dave. You. All right, we'll talk to you later. Uh, Joe and Duck are coming up. Uh, we'll get into cars, but we're going to talk about Rush as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is the story of the day.
All right, let's move into the 7 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are here. Joe Sharp is here from over at Joe's Garage. And uh, Donald Godsey, we all call him Duck, is here from Duck's Garage over in Benton. It's good to have you guys with us today. Uh, if you got questions about driving in snow, uh, things that you should keep in mind about your car during frigid weather, uh, we're taking those calls here at 8230965 if you want to say something about rush and the passing on rush we all understand how big that is uh for everybody especially here at 1011 FM the answer since we were the station with rush uh that was a big deal to us as well and uh, you know i i'd be happy to take your calls on your your thoughts about Rush Limbaugh. Uh, let me let me just start off by asking uh, Joe and, and Duck, both who are very conservative guys. You know, uh, let's start with you, Joe. What does Rush mean to you? Well, if you wanted an honest voice in broadcasting is what he meant to me is, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of stories out there. You can watch all different things on the news media. And, you know, some of them run their own uh, agenda, but uh, Rush pretty much was just kind of called it the way it was. And uh, I felt like that uh, he was giving you the, the straight uh, straight shooter. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think yeah. that's why he was so popular. How about, uh, about you, Doc? You listened to Rush from, uh, I don't know if you were a daily listener, but I know that you listened because you would talk about, did you hear Rush today? What was it about Rush that, that you enjoyed? Well, he always said what you know what he what uh, he always just put out there you know what he thought, and he you know what he thought always was was you know what really needed to be said you know he always said you know what needed to be said and just spit it out there and you know let everybody know what he thought. Yeah, he'd give you his viewpoint and and let you talk. You know, Rush was. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a lot like Rush in, in certain instances. Uh, if people call in and they want to be you know, part of the show and uh, they want to give their viewpoint, I'm more than happy. A lot of people think that I, uh, I keep people from coming on the air that have opposite viewpoints. Heidi, we just had a discussion. Here's what will keep you off of the Dave Ellswick show. You call up. And you say you want to talk about an issue, and this is the way you feel about it and whatnot. And uh, you try to parrot some things that I say or whatever. And then you get on, and then you try to maneuver the conversation in to change uh, the the direction of the conversation. Uh, I'll cut you off because, number one, you're not being honest. Uh, and that's something I am on the air, and then I expect you to be on the air. So if you call in, for instance, if somebody came called in and said to Heidi, I couldn't stand Rush. I think that what he did was uh, was terrible. I think he divided the country. I'd let him on. I'd go ahead and let him on and have your say about it. I think you're wrong. In fact, I know you're wrong, but the bottom line is I'd I'd let you come on. Would I may may I argue with you at times? Yeah, that might happen too because one of the other tenets of this show, and Joe and Duck know this because I talk to him about it all the time, is 
if you have an opinion, that's well, that's well and good. Everybody has one. People have uh, certain bodily orifices. Everybody does. But the bottom line is, can you defend what you believe? That's the key. And and, and a lot of times, people just uh, get out there and and start saying things. And and this goes for people on the right too, that uh, you know just uh, are are thin. To be honest, they're thin on facts. So anyway, we'll do cars today. We'll let, we'll take calls calls about Rush today. Phone number eight two three zero nine six five eight two three zero nine six five. So let me start off with you guys about the roads. They're covered in snow. Uh, they're better in in the fact that we're not looking at uh, a whole lot of um, of uh, ice on the roads at, at this time. Uh, with that in in uh, you know play, uh, how do you change your driving habits? Uh, how do you know when the roads, even though the snow covered, probably are you know you can get out on them and and make make the trip into the city or whatever? I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Why don't you start it off, Joe, and then Duck, you jump in and uh, and and fill in as we go. Well, if you're on the snow, you got to slow down. You can't drive as fast as you normally would. I know everybody has their morning commute back and forth to work, and they think they know it like the back of their hand, but you have to allow more distance between the car in front of you, even if he's going slower than you want to go. Uh, and, and, you know, braking is the big deal. A lot of times getting it going is not too bad, but braking is the big deal because stopping it's very important and. uh with whether it's ice or snow or rain, anything like that, you have to adjust your braking and your speed habits according to the uh, the terrain you're on at the time. And uh, you know, another big thing you need to remember also is that uh, if you're at a red light and the light changes, don't just take off like you normally would the minute that light turns green. You need to look left, you need to look right, and make sure that the other vehicles got stopped and they're not sliding through the intersection. Yeah. So it's, it's it's an adjustment as far as how you drive. You need to be more cautious, slow down. You're not in no big hurry. Everybody knows that they're not going to get to work on time. They're not going to get here on time. Just take your time and go slow and be very careful braking. Your thoughts uh, there, uh, Doc? What's some of your thoughts? Well, you can travel on snow a whole lot better than you can on straight ice. Yeah. But you still got to stop. You know, and snow is slick, too, and once the traffic gets on the snow, it's going to slick it up, and so you just have to travel with with a little bit of common sense, you know, slow down, watch out for other people, and that still don't mean you ain't going to have a wreck. I mean, you just have to just watch what you're doing and pay a lot of attention. And, it, you know, and, and that brings up a, a real good point. How about tires? You know, if you've been driving your tire and you know your tires are old and the tread is worn, you're not going to have as much, uh, you know, uh, hold on the road with snow than uh, somebody else that has good tread on their tires. Well, if you got if you got slick tires on your car and you're out in the snow and the ice, you're just asking for an accident. 
because uh, yeah. you know, Look, if, if, if you don't, stressed, it's, it's the stopping that is the issue. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Duck. You wanted to say? Yeah. You know, and if you got slick tires, you're not going to travel very good to start with because you ain't going to get no traction in the snow. You know, you just you're in trouble. Is there Better a diff- off stay home and don't go nowhere. Okay, so let me ask you guys. Why don't we talk about the way cars run? You got rear wheel, you've got front wheel drive, you've got four wheel drive. Uh, I got to tell you, if you got rear wheel drive, snow and ice is a big problem for you. Uh, that's precipitated some by. Uh, front-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, and I want to thank uh, Hewlin Morton, who, if he's listening right now, he's a, na- a normal listener, sent me a message and said he was going. he's coming in from Little Rock that we need anything, and he'd stop at, at the store. And I was goofing around, and I said, well, I could use some Diet Coke. And uh, uh, I, I texted him about 15 minutes later, he said, don't worry about that. Well, he left from the city earlier than he intended. He says, I got you a 12-pack. It was the last one at the gas station I went through, so I'll drop it off at your house. He's got four-wheel. <laughs> he's got four-wheel drive. And, uh, you know, he was able to transverse these side streets where I won't even try. Look, I grew up in this stuff. I know you got to get some some uh, uh, some melting going on if you don't have plows that can get some of this heavy stuff off the road. So uh, let's talk about front wheel versus rear wheel versus four wheel uh, when we come back. i got to get a break in here, guys. Let's do that. Joe and Duck are with us. Uh, you can call in, ask your questions at 823-0965, or if you want to say something about Rush uh, passing away and uh, your thoughts about him. Eight two three zero nine six five as well. It's all happening right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, let me give you some good news. Uh, I know everybody wants a little good news since you're sitting at home. I don't know about everybody else, but I've been going stir crazy. I was driving my wife nuts yesterday, just pacing in the house. I don't do well when I can't get out. But the bottom line is that by this time next week, it's going to be sixty-one degrees. That's Thank what they're goodness. saying. Sunny skies, 61 degrees. In fact, uh, we'll get over freezing uh, tomorrow. I'll, I'll bet it's only going to be like 33 degrees. But the sun is going to come out, which will make a big difference. Just getting old Saul out and letting him do some, some melting will happen. I will wor- warn you, though, for the next few days, uh, when you get up in the morning and go out, know that everything is going to have refroze, and it's going to be slick as not. I love that term, slick as not. Uh, it's going to be that way outside. Guys, before we go any further, let's talk about bumper-to-bumper a little bit and, and what they can do. Uh, people who have, you know, kind of kept their cars going on the edge, you know, the the car runs a little bit warmer than it should or, or – uh, or, you know, pulls to the right a little bit and things of that nature. When they get into this kind of weather, uh, all of those small problems can suddenly become big problems and end up in uh, in, in your garages uh, being fixed. Uh, tell them about what you do as far as with bumper-to-bumper and getting the parts that you get. 
Well, Good. you know, the the bumper to bumper certified service center program is a bunch of local shops, and we're all members of that one group. And uh, we we primarily get our parts from bumper to bumper, and the reason is because of the the quality of the part, the availability of the part, the delivery service, and of course the price. And we try and pass all that along to our customers because, you know, the quicker we can get a part. Uh, the quicker we can get the job out, the cheaper the part is, the uh, more we can save our customers. And uh, the quality of that part means that we give it a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty, whether it's a part failure, whether it's something that our technician did wrong. It doesn't make any difference. It's covered under warranty, and that's that's why we're uh, members of that program, Dave. Okay. How about you? I'm a, what does well, it mean to you, Doc? And another thing, too, Joe, is – they take good care of us. If we need something, they're there with us. If we've got a problem, they're behind us. Uh, you know, they're just always there. You know, you got Jerry Rocha, you got Crow, you got all them people, and they stand behind us. They make sure that we, whatever we need, we have in our hand to, to get our customer back out and going again. That's correct. Yeah, because the quicker you get the parts, the quicker you fix, the quicker you you uh, get the stall emptied, another car can be pulled in, correct? Yes. That's it. Quick turnaround. Big thing for uh, folks that use uh, bumper-to-bumper. Bumper-to-bumper parts have a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. Unless you use a bumper-to-bumper credit card, then it's three years, 36. And that's not just here locally. That's all over the United States. If you're somewhere else in the United States and that car goes bad uh, because of the part that was installed, the bumper-to-bumper people, even if there's not a bumper-to-bumper certified service center by, will find a place for you to go and get that part uh, repaired and get you back on the road. All right, 23 minutes after 7 here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM. Duck is here. Joe is here. Let's talk about front wheel versus rear wheel versus all wheel drive. Let's start with you, Duck. Let's uh, let you pick up uh, our thoughts on that. Well, rear wheel drive don't have the weight like a front wheel drive does. A front wheel drive's got the motor, transmission, everything sitting right there. You'll get a little more traction with a front wheel drive than you will a rear wheel drive, but. A four-wheel drive will get you going a whole lot faster, but you still can't stop. There's still no stopping involved. I mean, you still got to remind yourself, hey, I got to give myself a whole lot longer to stop than I do just run up there and slam the brakes on. Because if you do, you're going on through the stop sign and run over somebody and hurt somebody. But four-wheel drive, yeah, you can get moving faster, but you still got to stop, Dave, when it all comes to it. What do you think, Joe? Oh, yeah, that's that's stopping is the issue because, you know, uh, you know, most of the four-wheel drives today are on demand, which means you can flip a switch on the dash and engage the front wheels. And uh, and, 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 and that's the optimum thing. If it's all-wheel drive or on-demand four-wheel drive, you're going to be able to go, most likely. But it's still always back to, can I stop it? Because once you lock the brakes up and the wheels, you can't steer it. Of course, yeah. a lot of vehicles today have traction control and uh, ABS on them, which helps. But you still have to give yourself enough time to whatever's in front of you or what kind of curve you're negotiating to slow down and do it at a safe speed and be able to stop if you have to. 
And and, and I, that's the thing that folks don't understand. I can go in good. Yeah, you can get up to 50 mile an hour, but can you stop 50 mile an hour speed? Well, the answer to that is no, not without four times the distance. Yeah, you may be you may be uh, riding with your car and not steering your car, so to speak. You be alone for the well, ride, all right? That's for sure. Yeah, I just been say you ain't nothing but a steering wheel holder then because it's going where it wants to go. <laughs> I like the way you put that, Doc. A steering wheel holder, and that's true. You know something, other people and people don't think about uh, when your cars are running. Of course, the exhaust is coming out. That exhaust. Uh, is hot. It's hotter than the ice and the snow. And when people are sitting at stoplights, uh, that exhaust will melt snow and ice. But if there is a long period of time between cars going over that, it will refreeze. And when you're coming up to a stoplight or a stop sign or whatever, yeah, give yourself plenty of room. Slow way down before you ever put the the brakes on because I'm going to tell you, there may be ice there that you can't see. We call that dark ice or black ice. You may see that, and uh, the first time you realize you're on it is when you put your brakes on, and suddenly you don't have no brakes. That's a bad you feeling. You right down the road, then. That's right. <laughs> that, that That is a bad bad uh you know feeling i'll tell you the bad feeling i got joe is you know where i live and i live on top of a a pretty good hill and when i come out of my driveway and i uh, start down to the main side road that gets me over to highway five uh, i'm coming down at what would you say that is about 24 25 degrees that's a pretty good little grade yeah i think that the yeah, the the brick entryways at the bottom of the hills. What well, I'd be worried about. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to. Yeah, if you're coming off of five and turning into my subdivision, there's a gateway there, and there's you know big brick columns there. Uh, you're going to kiss one of them if you you think you're going to pull off of Highway Five at you know twenty five thirty miles an hour and just swing it in. It it's just not going to happen. You may swing and just continue to glide right into the side of one of those poles. You're right. It's not a it's not a it's not a good thing. That's another thing to think about. We've talked about stopping. Let's talk about when you're going through a turn or you're out on the road and uh, you're going over a bridge. There's some different driving techniques uh, that you were you should follow. Uh, my uh, my dad always told me that when you go over a bridge, which freeze first, that the thing you don't do is put on your brakes, uh, go over it at whatever speed you're at, and if you don't have to tap your brakes or hang, don't. First, before I talk about that, let's go to Susan real quickly. Let's get Susan on the air. Hi, Susan. How are uh, how are you? Welcome to K. Uh, welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, thank you, Dave. I have a two-wheel drive car. It's a Honda, and it has a button on it that says snow. Now, what's that going to do for me? Good question. What do you say, Joe, Duck? Pardon me. Joe, you want to go? Yeah, that's not a problem. I was just hearing something. I thought I was, I was being quiet because of that. It must just be background noise. The it snow is. button on that just helps. 
put the uh, uh, actually it takes off in a little bit higher gear range so your wheels don't spin on taking off and it also helps on the traction control with the ABS braking it it, okay. it it helps the driver negotiate the the snow and ice at a little bit lower speed on takeoff and helps it during the braking when it's trying to stop all right Need to get a break in, guys. Bottom of the hour. Let's find out. Uh, we'll have a uh, a special edition of Rush Limbaugh, and uh, here he is. All right, looking around the area real quickly. Uh, Twenty-one degrees here in Cabot, where I'm at, and uh, it's it's snowing now. We're picking up some snow. They said we'd pick up couple of tenths more of an inch today. Hot Springs at 23, Conway at 21, Little Rock is at 22 degrees. So that's uh, everybody is under a winter storm alert until noon today and maybe even in some areas till 6 o'clock. Best information that we can give you is that uh, you should stay home. You shouldn't go out uh, on the roads if you don't have and I'm going to say that's going to probably be the way it's going to be until Saturday, even maybe Sunday, because I'm I'm looking at temperatures right now. Uh, the sun breaks through tomorrow, uh, but we'll be coming off of a low tomorrow or overnight of nine. Uh, but then that's the lowest temperature we have then for several days, and the temperature starts moving up. The temperature tomorrow is only supposed to be 20. But because the sun is supposed to be out, if it is, uh, it will uh, feel like it's 40 degrees. So that will precipitate, uh, you know, melting at that point. But there's a lot of snow out there that has to melt. And then overnight, when the temperature falls back down, uh, you're going to have uh, refreeze. So keep that in mind in the morning. Uh, I got to get a hold of Kenneth today and see if we're going to have a a bumper to bumper car and truck doctors live on Saturday. Uh, we may do it by phone uh, so that we can have some people on and and talk about road conditions and, and things of that nature. Duck and uh, Joe are with us today. They're both at their houses. Uh, their businesses are closed right now. Joe, I think you said that basically this whole week. You guys haven't been able to do business, is that right? No, we've been closed all week. Uh, you know, it's really frustrating. I thought that uh, the other day when the sun was out and it melted and it was looking good, and then we got six more inches of snow, it just, you know. But, but you can't ask your guys to drive in and that and then get them out of there, and we can't get park delivery like we should. And, you know, I, I hate to tell folks this, but if you have a, a car it, it, in a shop and you're a shop owner and you're working on it, it takes, when you have snow like this, it takes five times as long to do anything. First off, you have to go out and you have to knock the snow off the car and get it. And if the car won't run, you can't even de-ice it with the heat of the engine. And then to push that vehicle in, if it won't run to push it in the shop, it's almost impossible, isn't it, Doug? It's, yeah, and then you get it inside the shop, Joe, and it starts warming, and then then you got to sweep water. I mean, it's it makes it miserable trying to work on something when you get it inside and it starts heating up and water starts running down your back, and it just 
makes it like you say about five times as hard to do anything. Well, that that water isn't warm. It's cold water going down your back. Yes. And it yeah. just makes everything miserable to work on anything. So uh, just know if your your car's at the shop right now, it's going to be there probably a couple more days. And then these guys are going to really get into them and, and make, uh, make some differences as far as the cars that are out there. Right now I'm looking at temperatures here in Cabot. Uh, today they're saying that we're going to get up to freezing. Tomorrow we'll get one degree over freezing, but the sun will be shining. That will make a big difference. Uh, Saturday the sun will be shining. It'll be 36, uh, but it'll probably be around feeling like it's 42. Uh, Sunday, partly cloudy, a high of 40, and then things really start taking a turn for the better. Uh, Monday, sunny skies, high of 46. And then uh, Tuesday, all the way through uh, next Thursday, uh, the temperatures are going to be in the upper 50s, low 60s. In fact, on uh, Thursday of next week, a week from today, it's supposed to be 61 degrees uh, with a small chance of a rain shower. I'll take the rain uh, if we can do away with the snow. I'll go along with that. It'll wash a lot of that slush and everything away, but it... The slush and everything should be gone by then because they're saying Tuesday will break into about 57 degrees and bright sun. That's good news. All right, so, guys, better days are ahead of us. Uh, the phone number here is 823-0965, 823-0965, and you can give us a call, and we'll be happy to uh, take your your phone call and answer your car question. We've also made room for folks to call in and say, uh, you know, what uh, about uh, uh, the whole thing about dealing with, uh, uh, how do you put this, uh, about Russia's passing. Best way I can do it uh, as as far as as that. So keep that in mind. All right, so, uh, you know, keeping... Keep listening uh, Saturday for the Car and Truck Doctors. We'll see if uh, there's a live show or there's not. Uh, right now, I think the roads in the morning still going to be really, really slippery. So uh, I'll talk to Kenneth about that and get that cleared off because I think it, it would be Ken and Gary that would be coming, uh, coming in uh, for the show. All right. So, guys, uh, what are some other things people should be take, thinking about their cars? They, they're, most people's cars now sitting in the garage or sitting in their driveway. They've been out in, in some bitter cold now over the last few days. I mean, we've been down into the single digits on some of these nights. Are there some things that we should take into consideration when we go back out to, to get the car started? Or should we be going out and starting the cars now, even though we can't move them, and at least let them run a little bit? Well, go I think Joe. we need to... Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Well, you need to go out and start them. Uh, you know, one, one thing we hadn't even talked about is, you know, cars, you see a lot of them out there on the road, and they got these big uh, snow dams on the top of them, eight, nine uh. inches tall. You don't even need to be on the road if you can't see out of it. All 365 degrees all the way around. Uh-huh. You know, and, and you need to de-ice the car, knock the snow off of it, because that's hazardous to folks that are behind you or coming in the opposite direction if that stuff blows off and hits them. 
and uh, you know, clean your car off before you go out, and be sure and make sure you warm it up before you take off driving. And uh, you know, you should be doing that if it's been sitting there for a week. You should have been going out every day and starting letting it run for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Landon. Get up uh, operating uh, temperature. That's yeah, correct. So, just let it get up operating temperature and let everything get warm again. Let all the water get dried out of the exhaust and and clean the windows off. And that way, you know, you can see when you do take off. But like Joe said, you know, that stuff on the roof of your car, you're actually responsible for it. If something comes off and hits another car, you're actually responsible. Your insurance company. <clears throat> yeah, that. Uh... You know, what people don't think about is that on the hood of your car, because of the heat of your your motor, the snow starts melting underneath, and it will detach. And with all that wind coming at you, gets right underneath of it and flip it all the way over the back of your car and onto the car in back of you. That's a dangerous situation, and it happens with the stuff that's up on the roof of your car. Uh, as well. And... You guys who are driving pickup trucks, you might want to sweep out the bed of your truck as well uh, because that can come out and and hit people in back of you. Uh, you might think it's uh, entertaining, but I can tell you for a fact that it's not for the person who's uh, behind you. All right, we'll continue with Joe and Duck when we come back. Got to get another break in. John is in Little Rock. I want to get him in before we go to break. He wants to talk a little bit about Rush. John, welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show and your thoughts. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, Dave, you probably know who this is. Uh, I shared with you a little message earlier last night um, uh, about Rush Limbaugh and I don't know if your listeners would mind knowing this or not, but uh, Rush had an Arkansas connection um, uh, way back. And, uh, in fact, I was one of the – well, I could say I'm a distant relative. Right. And uh, his mother was from Searcy. Uh, His maternal granddad was from Searcy. His – if we go back even further here, if it – my great great grandparents, if they hadn't existed and they hadn't married, we wouldn't have had a Rush Limbaugh. I got, I got you. Well, he had he had Arkansas common sense for the most part. Yeah. Well, his mother lived here for her early life, and when they, but then they moved to Missouri, and that's one of the reasons why uh, she lived up there the rest of her life. But uh, you know, it's just uh, so for all the years, I unfortunately never got to meet him in person because of time and distance and. Uh, you know, just I'm um, 18 years younger than him, um, and so I mean, I just you know, just sort of watch went on. And uh, one of the things I did tell, uh, I wrote up a little thing I'd written up for some of my friends to see, is that in 1991 is when I first heard about Rush, and the reason why I heard about it is because my dad had picked up the Arkansas Democrat Gazette paper one one day and saw that Rush's show was changing stations. And uh, at that particular time, and it was at the former station you were at. Um, and when my dad saw this, he said, he called me downstairs to see it. And I said, he let me look at the paper. And when I read, I said, okay, what, what about him? And he said, we're related to him. And I said, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so over the years, I just kept watching what was going on. And and when I heard he had cancer, I thought, oh, no, because I, I remember about his mom coming down with cancer and, had read about one of his other relatives that had lung cancer as well, and uh, it, it's 
You know, it's just one of those things. But, you know, some of your listeners may not have been aware of that. Um, but uh, I know that when she passed, when his mother passed away in 2000, Rush eulogized her on the radio and he acknowledged her being from Cersei. So for those who may not have known, I just wanted to share that little memory with y'all. And uh, my condolences, of course, to Rush, uh, Rush's family and to David uh, and his family, because, of course, uh, David is still living in Cape Girardeau and, uh, you know, look to see, you know, good thing that Rush did come to know the Lord. I have to say that because I heard her that he did, he did do that. Well, that's great. John, thanks for the call and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Talk to you on uh, Facebook a lot. Appreciate you calling in and giving us that information. Let's get a break here and then we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing, I know you're looking out saying, Dave. I'm not worried about water. You should be. All that snow that's out there right now is going to is going to melt. Uh, a lot of that snow will melt on the top of your house long before uh, a lot of it on the ground is going to melt because the heat that's going on uh, inside your house rises, goes through the attic and through the roof. So you want to keep a, keep uh, an eye out for any potential leaks that might be happening on uh, your roof and if you see one uh, if you're seeing any any uh, you know kind of uh, uh, discoloration on your ceilings or any water at the bottom by your baseboard call pi roofing pi roofing will take good care of you they have taken care of my house for 15 years they're a fantastic organization and uh, as soon as they can get out and get up on top of your house, they will do so. 707-3551 is their number. 707-3551, piroofing.com. All right, we got one last segment here on the Dave Ellswick Show for a Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett will be on with us uh, from uh, 6 o'clock until 7.30, 7.35. Matt Smith will join us. Uh, by phone, and a good possibility, I'm, I'm working on it, but Rich Lowry uh, will join us sometime during the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, Rich, of course, from National Review, and we'll talk to him. He was very good friends with Rush Limbaugh. Have him tell a few stories about Rush uh, tomorrow in the early going of the Dave Ellswick Show. Right now, though, we're talking about weather and uh, how it's impacted our travel and how it should impact you in your driving and something that we've been talking about during the break. I will not follow a truck uh, down the road on the interstate uh, when uh, it has been snowing and if they have snow on top of their trailer because I have seen that snow come off and uh, I know for a fact that if it has melted some and refrozen, uh, ice like that, it's like throwing a rock on your car. So uh, th- thoughts on that. Let's start off with you, Duck, about that. Well, just think, Dave, that trailer's been sitting at a dock. Wind's blowing around the building, drifted up on top of the trailer. The guy who's pulling the trailer, he don't really know it's there until he takes off down the road. If that stuff turns loose, it's like you say, it's like throwing a rock at you, and it will absolutely... It would destroy a car. I mean, our car, a pickup. Not on top of that, it could go through the windshield and get you too. So stay out from behind them. If you see it piled up there, get away from it. 
Yeah, give yourself uh, a, you know enough time that even if you're in the passing lane and they're in the slow lane, that if it breaks loose, uh, you know, make sure that you've kept cars from being on your to the side of you. Give yourself some maneuverability, but again, uh, with bad driving conditions, don't be just yanking the steering wheel because you can go into a skid because of that. And speaking of skids, Joe. What do you do if uh, you start losing control of your car? How should you how should you steer out of that slide? Well, you got to you got to like you got to stop the wheels from sliding. And you know, most cars have analog brakes on them in today's world. Uh, it'll pulse it for you, but don't don't keep jamming that pedal down. Let off on that pedal and try and get the wheels straightened up so you can control it the best you can. You know, a lot of things you see out there on the road is you see those those uh, little cars sometimes that are kind of maniac cars where they're afraid if they're going to get stopped, they won't be able to get going again. So they're absolutely just going as fast as they can to make sure they can make it up the next hill so they don't have to stop. And I think that causes more confusion in the, in the driving on the snow and ice than folks that are trying to do the right thing and go slow, and then you've got the maniac that comes flying through there at about 50 miles an hour, you know, so. Yeah, or but, faster. Uh, I've seen people yeah. out on 67 doing 80, and I'm like, that's when I say they're an accident looking to, for someplace to happen, and you just hope that if anybody gets injured, it, it, uh, it it's going to be them if somebody's got to be injured and not somebody who's just an innocent guy driving down or a gal driving down the road uh i i'm i make sure that i i keep my distance uh when the when the weather is is bad dry dry roads totally different thing i still don't tailgate but uh you know i i do know i do know that i drive a little faster than what most people probably feel comfortable at but uh you know bottom line is i don't do that on snow and i don't do it on on wet pavement because i know that that changes uh, the the driving conditions that you're doing. All right, I just got word uh, it'll be a best of show on Saturday for the uh, car and truck doctors. Uh, hopefully, a a whole week of 50 degrees next week will make for a nice day next Saturday uh, to do the uh, uh, the the show as well as Kenneth talking about he and uh, and Gary are going to be looking to get their parking lots cleared off of the snow so people can pull in and, and do business. I mean, do you have somebody comes out and, and, and plows your, your uh, parking lot there, Joe? No, mine, mine usually melts off pretty quick on the side of that hill. It runs pretty quick, but uh, I don't know. By the time we get it beat down in the morning and, and get there and get everything going, we'll probably have some, some driveways that are cleared off with some shovels and stuff like that. But, as far as having somebody come out with a road grader, no, I don't do that. So yeah, how about you, Doc? You got anybody comes out and pushes the snow yeah, around me? <laughs> I take my tractor up there and do it. Okay, <laughs> you go out there and move it around, huh? Do yeah. You clear, do you clear out your uh, road in front of your house with your tractor? I'm going to since it's <laughs> everything's stopped now. I'll, I'll probably will. All right, clear well, my driveway out, and then go to the shop, clear the shop driveway, and, you know, just kind of get it tidied up a little bit so you can get in and out without any trouble. Now, get it, got to get it ready. Yeah, because I, yep. I don't know here in Arkansas, I don't know if in, if there's guys who 
who uh, say that they're come plow uh, your drive, uh, your parking lot or whatever. Are there people who do that still? Yeah, there is a guy in Benton. He will come do it for you. There's actually about three different one of them that they they will come plow your driveway and clean it off for you. Yeah, yeah, that and that's a good thing to do if you can get uh, get that cleared. Uh, people people like to walk into businesses without walking in and their show their shoes filling up with snow. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's just... And not only that, Dave, it makes a mess in the office. I mean, you know, everybody's walking in and out and tracking water in there, and somebody could slip and fall. So, you know, it's uh, just more of a safety hazard than anything. All right. Well, Duck, I'll let you get uh, get back and, and put your feet up and uh, go a little bit more stir-crazy there at your house. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I'll let you do the same thing. Cabin fever is going to set in. We all know that. Uh, but uh, hopefully your Netflix is still working. Uh, my my uh, direct TV, I got to get out and brush the snow off the dish so I can get it back on. So all of that's uh, in my future. You guys have a great day, and I'll see you next Thursday. All right, Joe. Yes, Jake, have a good day. You too, Dave. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget it. Uh, Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett tomorrow. Chris Corbett in the news. We'll talk about what that's all about. And then uh, we will also have uh, Matt Smith on. uh, And the roads should be clear enough over the weekend that you can get out and see a movie, get out of your house for a little bit. That's all coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show on Friday. Right now, get ready to talk about money here on 1011 FM, The Answer.